0: We thank You. We thank You for this opportunity, Father, to to listen to Your Word, to hear Your Word tonight. May I preach tonight, Father, what You showed me in the Spirit. May I do justice to Your Word, Father, and to the message. And, Father God, may we all go home better standing in Your light. Father, we give You the praise and glory in Jesus' name, amen. So, Bill I was talking a little bit about my my healing, and I thought it should bear a little bit of a testimony. Um, I joked a long time ago that by the time the doctors got around to giving me a diagnosis, that I'd probably be most of the way healed. Um, and I learned a long time ago that when you speak something, it probably most likely will come true the way you spoke it. So when I said, most of the way healed, and I declared that over my own life, I still got a little bit of healing to go, but like he said, I was able to lift my leg, put it on my other leg. I had not done that in all close to six months. It was that painful. A lot of my days I spent... I used to I used to be able to get in 10,000 plus steps, for those people who count steps today, that many a day, and I don't think in a certain few months that I hit 1,000. I was in that much pain. Um, I tried not to show it. I came in on Sundays. I did what I had to do. Some people call, saw me come in with a crutch or a, a, a deal, but... I knew that my Father in Heaven was going to take care of my needs. And, yes, I am a little bit stubborn, so I didn't go see the doctor right away. And then by the time I did go see the doctor, I was like, you know, I need to figure out what the last part of this is so we know what to pray for. And so it's a little bulging disc and and a compressed spine was the other thing they said. And he said, those things, we don't want to do surgery, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do that. And, oh, by the way, you don't have diabetes And he gave me a whole list of all the don'ts. And that's our God. That's when we put our trust in the Lord. We can stand on his promises. Today's message, um, if you can put up the picture, I want to talk about the picture just a little bit. Hopefully it comes up. Beyond these four walls. Now, I have a prayer vigil I do at my house when I'm woken up in the middle of the night. Um, three months ago, I was, and we have this, and I've told you this before, we have this whiteboard right there in our kitchen so that my wife and I can, can write little notes to each other or make the shopping list or whatever we need to do. And so in my prayer vigil, I'm usually walking around cause I don't know how to sit still all the time. And so the Lord said to me beyond these four walls, beyond these four walls, and, and he Gave me scripture verse. He gave me all of these parts and pieces, and, and I've got five different pieces that, that we're going to go to. So you see a picture of a man standing there in almost complete darkness. You see a picture of him holding a light and going out into a darkened world. And so today we're going to talk about that part of our mission. We're going to be talking about this building and what 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 it's supposed to be as far as what God was showing me in this, which doesn't go against anything that we don't already know. I think I'm preaching mostly to the choir here today about the four walls and going beyond the four walls. Even Larry preached about it on Sunday when we leave this building and go beyond the gates over there. Uh, And so the opening scripture, Psalms 18, 1 through 6, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies." The pangs of death surround me. The floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of shoals surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And I cried out to my God. He heard my voice. And from his temple and my cry came before him, even to his ears. When we get caught up with what's going on out there, we can forget the mission we have to go out there. When we get caught up in 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 the news, the the all the Facebook posts, all the uh, all the other uh, uh, social media posts that that some of us older people aren't joining and. Being a part of in there, but when we get a part of all of those things and we get wrapped up into their messaging, we forget that we're supposed to be carrying the message with us to confront all of that darkness. And and so as we go along, I've got um, we're going to be talking about the precious gift, the foundation of our faith, these four walls, and then beyond these four walls. And, uh, and then uh, finally, we're going to finish with a, a quick lesson. Now, a lot of this is going to go pretty fast. So um, this is Christmas time. We celebrate one of the momentous occasions that occurred. It's the birth of our Savior. But sometimes we forget at this time that that, that Savior came, our Savior, Jesus Christ, came. To be a precious gift to us, and to bridge the gap of the distance that we had with God. We were we were in darkness, and He came to die for us. There's a there's a song, um, uh, I believe it. It's "Come to Die," or "Born to Die." "Born to Die" was the song, and and so it talks about Jesus is that that gift, but He's he's also the one who died for us and now not only died for us, but he rose again. This is part of the gift. He rose again and then went back to the Father and he sits at the right hand to be our intercessor for us. This is our Savior who did this. It wasn't just the gift in his birth. It was all the whole package. And and so the gift of Jesus Christ, it was never earned by us. And it certainly wasn't deserved. The the Bible, uh, there's a, another scripture which I love to use, but I, it's not there and I don't need you to pick, bring it up. Um, it's in Isaiah. And, and God searched all of mankind, found no one to redeem us from the curse. So, so we can't argue whether somebody's good, somebody's not good. No, we were all bad. We were all in darkness. But somewhere along the way, the Word came to us. It came to reconcile us. It came to us for salvation. We were dead, now alive. It came to us to redeem us from the curse. In Ephesians 2, 8-10, For by grace you have been saved. I know a lot of us use this scripture, but come on, let's, let's be real. By grace, we were saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. A gift of God is not something that we can ever uh, earn. There is not enough works for us to earn a place in heaven. There's not enough favors. There's not enough tithing. I'm not putting a, a, a notch on any of that. None of that earned us. We do those things. We serve in the church today. We tithe into a church today. We give our service over to a church today because... Of what he has done. We can lose our way. Pastor Angela taught a message that dealt with busyness. We can get very busy and lose our way along the way when we take the focus off of Jesus. Continuing, not of works, least anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That we should walk in them. Um, Hebrews 4, if anybody wants to read that at a, another time, but that one also deals with the works that were prepared before the beginning of the foundation of time. The word came to us in power. Let's go to Ephesians 1, 19 through 23. This is what comes to the believer. This is what comes to the person who takes takes the word and accepts it, embraces it, runs with it. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him in his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Accepting this gift lists you as one of the believers. You're called, and and now I want to just make a very important point here. You are called and chosen for this time. A lot of people go, well, if I was back in the day of Jesus, or, well, maybe if I was a few years ago, you were called... And, and, and I'm looking across this audience, and yes, I have my readers on, but I can still see you. Um, I'm looking across this audience, and we have a wide range of ages here. You are called for this time to go and bring the Word out there to the world. Now, that came along with it. You're talking about the master builder here. Jesus Christ, the foundation of our faith. We're moving on to the foundation of our faith. Under the foundation of our faith, I've got Christ is the church. Colossians 1, 13 through 18. Again, this section I'm kind of going a little, little fast through. Um, Colossians 1, 13 through 18. He has delivered us from the power of darkness, conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For him all things were created, and that are in heaven and that on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist of. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Christ established the church. He was the great high priest. Uh, There were a whole bunch of... I I spent the, the day today... What I usually do before I minister is I spend the day... Listening to the names of God. Just listening to Him over and over and over. And you can get so wrapped up into all the things that God, Jesus, and the Spirit have been called, established in His Word. And and, and it's all in love. We have a conqueror. We have one who goes before us. We have a precious stone. We have the, the, the stone that the builders rejected. We have a treasure hidden uh, in a field that... The, and, and I think I have that scripture in here in just a minute. Um, uh, so let's go to Psalm 119, 17 through 24. Now, I love this. The other day, uh, my, my brother Jonathan posted this scripture just as I was typing it. He didn't understand the timing of why I said what I said to his post. He was posting it on Facebook at the same time I was adding this, this scripture to this message. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you for you have answered me and have become my salvation The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So he's a master builder and we're leading up to this building. This building has some uh, cornerstone in it. This building has functional walls and stability, but our church... Is Jesus Christ. He is the foundation of our faith. And we can get away from our foundation. And, and, and even I, I've found myself just running like I was on a, a, a hamster wheel and, and just chasing after things and not stopping and standing still on the foundation. Jesus is my foundation, Jesus is my cornerstone. He is my strong tower. He is the place of refuge that I run to. The precious stone, 1 Peter 2, um, and we're going 1 through 6 here. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God, and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will be by no means be put to shame. There's, um, there's a few other scriptures that I believe I left off of my sheet here um, that talk about the, the pearl of great price and talk about the, the, the treasure where we, we go and we sell everything and this is, this is a parable I'm not telling everybody to go sell everything. In the parable, he says to go. And, and, and what he does is he sells everything and he goes after this treasure that he knows is buried in this land and he buys the land so that he has the treasure. But I want to take that a step further. When Jesus comes to us, we have gained that field. We've obtained that treasure. But that treasure is now... Not something we want to hold on to. That treasure, we want to share it with everyone. We want to take that treasure of Jesus Christ and the love, the compassion, the feelings that come to us through our relationship with Jesus Christ, and we want to go share that treasure with the world. So, yes, Jesus is a treasure, He's a treasure to be shared. He's a treasure to be taken out into that place of darkness. I've got another section in here. I'm going to talk about it. And I know uh, Theresa's is probably laughing because she knew I wasn't going to get through all of this. Um, The promise of the Spirit. Jesus died, but before He died, He spoke of A helper. He spoke of that I have to go away so that the helper can come. Now, as I understand the word, from the beginning of the fall of Adam to the time of Jesus, the Spirit always came upon one person. And you... Now based on what we're, what's documented in, in the biblical history record, came upon one person, and great and mighty things happened around that person. Works. Nations were, were saved. Groups of people were delivered. They were taken through the, the um, uh, Red Sea. They were, they were uh, brought down the walls of Jericho. But usually, at moments in time, that Spirit of God came upon people to do some of those great and mighty works. There were always people who believed along the way, and that's how we got to this place, is that belief carried through time. But then, what Jesus said is, uh, I'm going to just bring up John 15, uh, 26-27, but when the Helper comes... Whom shall I send to you from the Father? The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So, not only is the gift of Jesus Christ who died for us, but Jesus promised the helper. He promised us The gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's a gift from God. It is not, again, anything that we can earn. But when the Spirit comes, God is with us and we carry that out into the world. Now I'll get into that in just a little bit more. Um, But when Jesus went back to the Father, on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit... Of God was poured out onto the believer. And it wasn't just one, it was every believer that receives Jesus in his heart and follows after God. What it is, is, is we don't have to earn the right to be a believer, there's nothing we can do. But when God sees that our heart is given over to Him, he pours His Spirit out unto us. We get that treasure and then we're commissioned to take the treasure out into the world. Paul gave us the example. I didn't, don't have this scripture, but he gave us the example that as he was traveling, he met some people who had not even heard of the Holy Spirit. And that was the first thing he thought was important to make sure that they had. It was the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and so... From the times of old came to one. Now it's poured out to all. Keep that in mind. We're coming to these four walls. So we have a building here. And for all extensive purposes, a few corners in here, but for all extensive purposes, there are four walls to this building. It was built, it was built as a place of love. I've, I've, given it, I've given it a title, but we're going to get to that in a minute. I'm going to start with Deuteronomy 31, 12 through 13. Gather the people together, men and women and little ones, and the stranger who is within your gates, that they may hear and that they may learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully observe all the words of the law. Now this was back in the Old Testament time. And that their children, who have not known it, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as you live in the land which you crossed the Jordan to possess. And I put a note here, when the people came together, they believed as one. They believed as one. And in today's day and age, the only thing we have different is we had the law, The law was our schoolmaster to get us to this point. It taught us the way to go. But now we have the new and better promise, Jesus Christ. And with that promise, the church became, and and so I want you to get this this concept in, is when, when you bring a group of believers in together, it is a gathering of the light. We carry the light of Christ inside of us. And so when we gather together, when praise and worship is going on, when the message is going forth, there is a gathering of the light. Hebrews 10, 19 through 22. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers, foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom the whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. A while back I got a vision. And, and I was in the Spirit, I was praying, and as I was praying, I saw a, bi- a, a vision of, of like a Victorian village. So to give you the architectural look, it, it, a Victorian where they put the ornate decorations and stuff. And I saw some tall buildings, and I saw some, some small buildings, and I saw all different shapes and sizes. And, and then he brought me to this scripture, and he said, this is my home. This is the place that I dwell in the hearts of my saints. And these are the people that I've called to go forth from there. But I also called you to gather together and show how bright the light can shine. So here we become a lighthouse to a community, to a neighborhood, to some people across the street. We become a lighthouse because the light is shining so bright they're wondering what's going on. As the word goes forth now now there were there there's a few different types of words uh, uh, pastor larry was was teaching us about gospel light um, and and so I'll put that into a perspective. I was driving down the road many years ago, about fifteen years ago or so, and I said, "Lord, what about all these other churches?" And he said. I have men and women after my own heart in every single one of them. And I will call them to purpose as needed inside and outside of the walls of those churches. I said, okay, Lord, I won't worry about a single one. He so said, if you call me to go somewhere, I'll go somewhere. If you call me to, to not go somewhere, I'll step back. But, but he said, I have my hand in every one of them. Now, some of those... Aren't that light? <laughs> they're, they're even lower than light, probably. And others are up here. But we have to get beyond the borders of the wall to understand that the church is more than a church that's, that's preaching the word. Now, the church that's preaching the word is a bright lighthouse to draw people to the temple of God, to bring them to Jesus. but the body of Christ is those people we meet along the way those churches those relationships we establish those people that we've we've met that have interjected into our lives those are still the body of Christ they're still part of our church and then there's the other ones and and I'm getting close to a demonstration here, but we want to go a couple more scriptures here. Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We come here sometimes to teach and grow, sometimes to praise, Sometimes to see his power. Always to strengthen our belief. You are called to do great works inside the church. But we're called to go out and do greater works outside the church as well. John fourteen twelve through 14. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my Father, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, and the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Our service is unto the Lord. It is not to end at the four walls of the church. It's to go wherever he calls us to bring the light. Now, The message started with me talking about the darkness and a man walking out into the darkness. I'm going to do a brief demonstration. I'm going to call uh, my brother, actually, to come up here. And I'm going to call Ennis. Now, I'm going to warn everybody before we do this. The lights are going to go out here for just a moment. Just in case, I'm going to give you a demonstration of going beyond... We're at the section that's beyond these four walls, being the light bearers. So, in my life, can we cut the overheads too? In my life, I know it's horrible for the camera. In my life, I accepted Jesus Christ, and in my life, I make a decision to go forth and carry the light. As soon as I find the right button here. (laughs) Whoa, and don't look at the light when it comes (laughs) on. Now, I wanted to show you this because we were in almost complete darkness and I just turned on one light and I'm not going to shine it in your eyes because it's 2,000 lumens here. I carry this light into the world and as I do, I come to my brother and I share the gospel with him. And as he believes, his light turns on. And his is even brighter than mine because his is at 6,000 lumens. And I want you to see that just with these two lights, the darkness has flown. It has shed. We can get the darkness out. Okay, you can start turning on all the lights now. Thank you, Randy. As we leave these four walls, we carry the gathering of this light and we take it out there in the world. And what happens out there is, okay, at at, at this place, we share the gospel with somebody and they accept Jesus. As they accept Jesus, their light begins to shine. And because of that infilling of the Holy Spirit, they get excited about the word and just share it. They don't have to know how to preach a message. They don't know how to, they don't have to know verse and, 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 and line. They don't have to be, bless your husband. He was a walking Bible in himself. He could give you every verse. They don't have to be that. When the change comes, it came to them in power. It came to them in might. And that, that excitement in their hearts is infectious to people around them and the light will permeate others around them that want to know what's going on. So just sharing a testimony. Me sharing a testimony of my healing. Me sharing about what God has done in my life. All the times that, that He has done something in my life has strengthened and strengthened and strengthened my resolve. Matthew 28:19 we're not going to have that up it's not in her list but we all know the great commission the commission says to go now where is our mission field our mission field is the stores is the workplace do we have to spread the gospel if you are living as a christian as a believer who is sold out to Jesus Christ and you've given your life, no matter what you do in front of somebody, is going to be the gospel. And, and the people in my office already know I'm a minister. They already know I'm a preacher. And they already know I will use Bible principles to depict how to do stuff in, in an office place. And this is a college. Now, i got certain rules over here that I'm supposed to follow. But they know that by my attitude, they're not going to hear a swear word out of my mouth. They're not going to see me rise up and and really want to just take on somebody. I usually have until the sun goes down to not be angry at somebody anymore. Isaiah 6, 8 through 9. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people. Keep on hearing, but do, do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Matthew five fourteen and 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they... Light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and give it the light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine. We go out into this dark world, and I, I, you can spend ten minutes on the news and be afraid. You can be afraid of being afraid. I mean, if you want to be. But the Lord was very strict with some of that stuff. Isaiah 43, 1 through 2. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. One of my absolute favorites, and I, have a, I, I really have to confess an addiction of mine. I always say one of my favorites because a lot of these scriptures are my favorites. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of hands. Uh, Through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us, us being those in the spirit of God. I want to make a differentiation here. Spirit of God, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You have nothing to fear going out into the darkened world. But I am going to lay a, a warning with that scripture. Something that God said to me once. I was reading this scripture to a person who was not saved. See, the Lord did not give you the spirit of fear. He's unsaved. He may very well have a spirit of fear. But when Christ came, that spirit is destroyed. And we can stand in power and in faith. I am at the almost end of my message And I don't think I have too many endings here. So I wanted to end this with what happened at the Thessalonian church. Uh, We're taking right out of 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10. Now, Paul was only at Thessalonia for a short time. He brought the word. So here, here in the first one, Paul, Sil- uh, Sylvanius and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience and of hope in our Lord Jesus and in the sight of our God and Father. Knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction and the joy of the Holy Spirit. So that you may become examples in all of Macedonia and Achaia who believe Achaia, but also in every place your faith towards God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. These people received the word, got rid of all the junk. And then went out and started sharing the gospel. And the gospel grew. And the church grew. In power, in strength, and in faith. And if we step down off of what we can't do, there's nothing we can Can't do, there's everything we can do. If we want to take Cyprus back, we can take Cyprus back. If we want to take Houston back, we can take Houston back. If we want to take Harris County back, and so on and so forth, if we want to take America back, we've got to believe that we can go out into the world and be a light unto a darkened room. And that the power of God will go with us. When we decide to be the first person out there and carry the light, that light will grow because God has already done the works before us. He has already prepared the works and He knew the time that you would pick up the light and carry it out the door. So remember, uh, let's... Finish the Ephesians 5, 8 through 9. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Paul carried the light. The light grew. The believers gathered. They shared the light. The power of God grew, changed the hearts of the community. The light shone bright in Thessalonia. The pattern continues in us. The pattern continues in us. We are this chosen generation to carry the light into the darkened world. And it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what's gone on yesterday. It doesn't matter where you've come from. Chosen generation is who you are. God has called you to carry beyond these four walls. Let the light that shines so brightly in here be taken out into the world every single day. Don't get caught up in the trap of the news. Don't get caught up in the trap of the world. We can get very angry with what's going on outside and we'll miss the light that was supposed to go to that person that God brought before you. Let go of all those things. Focus on God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And watch people come to Christ in droves. The harvest is ripe. The workers and laborers are few. Uh, John 10.10, you do not have this one. I didn't give it to you. You don't have to find it. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. We are fighting the darkness, the powers and darkness of this age. We are fighting principalities. But guess what? They're already defeated when you believe in Jesus Christ. So, that's how I'm going to finish my message tonight. Um, There's other scriptures for, for with you is the fountain of life, and your light do we see light. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching of the light. Carry your light. Carry your light. Leaving this church. Leaving the, the walls of the church. And then when you gather, bring that light back, and you'll see that there'll be more light, and more light, and more light, and more light, and more light. And then eventually, eventually, You will see communities changed around you. And as communities change, states change. As states change, the nation changes. We can start that revival right here. I thank you, Father. I thank you for your word tonight, Father. I thank you, Father, that, that, that you have called us to be a light to this generation. I thank you, Father, that that beyond these walls, Father, there is a mission field right here in Cypress, Texas. I thank you, Father, that walking down the street, Father, may our ears be open, Lord, because we know that if you've called for us to do purpose, Lord, you've caused us to do great and mighty things, even things that Jesus didn't do, because it says so in your word. So we trust in you tonight, Lord. We praise you tonight, Lord, that you have shown the way before us and that we know that we can walk out there without fear to do your purpose here in the world. Father, we give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.